Hey there, people of the interwebs. It's me, Brandon Noel. And before we jump into this month's uh, book and podcast, uh, I want to take a moment and uh, talk to you about um, Patreon, our new Patreon. Uh, in the past, I have said if you wanted to support this uh, podcast, go to the destinycomics.com, purchase a book. Uh, and that's true. That definitely does still help the podcast. Um, but if you want to just give directly to uh, our Patreon, you can type in Brandon Noel on Patreon.com, um, or I believe we're still under Destiny Comics on Patreon.com. Um, so yeah, it, it just it just every little bit helps. Um, you know the the podcasts. It's not super expensive, and we're gonna keep doing them, but. We, we definitely want to um, uh, get to a point to where we're not having to, to pay for this. So uh, thank you so much. Um, also, if you're in the Marietta, Temecula area, Southern California, um, March 25th uh, at 8-Bit Brewing Company, I'm going to be part of a Disney-themed art showcase at the 8-Bit Brewery. Uh, it's, it's going to be a fun, family-friendly event. Um, I believe they have an arcade and they, they have a restaurant, so it's an all-ages event. Um, uh, thank you, and, um, you know, please come on out. It's going to be a fun, uh, fun show. Also, if you're a, uh, comics fan, um, on Webtoon, uh, it's an app, and, uh, webtoon.com. Uh, I have a webcomic that uh, has been going on for the better part of uh, a month and a half now, Betty Bombshell. Uh, it updates uh, every Sunday, and then every Wednesday a pinup sketch gets updated as well. It's a uh, throwback to the 1930s and 40s uh, action-adventure Sunday strips. It's a, it's a fun comic. It's about a, a pinup model who uh, gets into adventures with uh, zombies, ninjas, and pirates. It's it's a very fun book. Um, uh, so please check it out on Webtoon. There's also an official Facebook page for Betty Bombshell if you want to um, subscribe there. Uh, thank you, and uh, I hope you enjoy this month's book, uh, The Maze Runner. Um, also... If you want to go to uh, our official Facebook page, Bookies on Facebook, um, we will be giving away a used copy of The Maze Runner written by James Dashner. This is a New York Times bestselling novel. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's this month's book, The Maze Runner. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Start. Uh, I guess we have a podcast now. <laughs> uh, we are the uh, Bookies Podcast. So I'm going to go around. We'll start by introducing new uh, listeners to us. I'm Brandon Noel. I am Luis Lopez. I am Wayne Abraham. David McFarland. Bonnie Stallard. Maylene Noel. And we are the Bookies Podcast. This month we read The Maze Runner. Uh, who's the author? James Dashner. James Dashner. 
not James Prenzler, <laughs> or James Blitzen. Oh, that's hysterical if you know the earlier conversation. <laughs> that's called a callback. Callback oh. to something you did not hear. No, I didn't think it was funny. Um, <laughs> Shut up. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, Nobody cares. Wordplay. Bonnie, you put this book in... I, I did. Um, well... When we first started the whole idea of putting books out, I put out books I hadn't read because I, but ones that I wanted to read. You know, it kind of bombed a little bit on the first one that I suggested that got picked, and uh, I will see about this one. But um, I'd seen the movie and I wanted to read the book, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those you know kind of post-apocalyptic kind of you know they're kind of popular right now, you know, like the Hunger Games and the. Um, what is it? The divergent, divergent, yeah. and and the the, the giver yeah, and some of those. That's David. And um, you know, but in this case, you've got a bunch of young men, teenagers, stuck in the center of this ginormous maze, trying to survive and figure out how to get out of the maze. And then things go crazy. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to do a whole rundown of the book. They should read the book. But well, yeah. oh, are, we starting, are we starting with me with opinions? Or are we, um, how, we'll, where do we want to go? We'll start with what we, we liked with the book. Okay. Um, for me, that's not much. Yeah. Uh, I did not <laughs> like this book. Um, okay, well, we'll start with you. What did, what did you like, Brandon? The, what the did one you like? scene that I got into the book and really enjoyed was the pitch battle at the end with... You know, 40 kids versus the Grievers. That was an awesome scene. Um, as a medieval reenactor, it felt very close to a bridge battle with, you yes. know, <clears throat> wood and shield. Like, they never used the word shield, but they did several times. The metal clashed against mm-hmm. wood. Yeah. So I'm assuming one kid grabbed something that he could <laughs> use as a shield. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, the, the you know, you had Miho yeah. who had the swords. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene I really liked and I think it goes on I, I listen to it in audio and sometimes the audio books break up the chapters differently mm-hmm. so how many chapters are in this? There's 62 60. chapters. Okay so yeah the audio Plus book. the epilogue. Yeah so the, the um, audio book didn't have that many chapters? No it had that many oh, chapters it didn't change anything um, so the yeah, chapters are really short. It's, yeah, it's weird. Real short, sixty-two. Yeah. yeah, so like that that fight goes on for I think three or three or four chapters, and it's pretty cool. I like yeah, that. that there's the whole thing where they run into mm-hmm. battle. They don't care who knows, and the, the, mm-hmm. you know, like that scene. Yes. All right, Lewis. Oh, it just it suddenly occurred to me that sometimes, well, a lot of the times, young adult literature does that with chapters. They'll have, like, one chapter mm-hmm. be, like, three pages, you know, and it's just... Right, like, and it is, you know, geared towards junior high, high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably with that specific mindset in mind. Like, mm-hmm. read six chapters, and it's, like, ten pages. Okay. Done. <laughs> right. Um, I like the description of, of the, the monsters. I liked how it was, like, a, a techno, like... Like creature thing, it, it, it delves into our <clears throat> the fear that we have with technology is that it, it will evolve in such a way that we can't control it, and they're like mm-hmm. mechanical beasts, right? Right. They're like animalistic, 
technological monsters. It's it's very it's very like um, evident of the things that we fear might happen in the future. You know, it's the whole Skynet situation. Yeah. Uh, but it's more human because they're like you know skin and teeth and like claws and stingers. It's just I, I like that. The old to make it move forward. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was really well constructed. Yeah. Uh, I think that was probably my, my favorite part, the description of them. Or spikes, I should say. But the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was well constructed. Made it interesting and totally creepy. Yeah. And that's not how they looked in the movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. Like, they didn't, they didn't exactly look like that in the movie. Like, there's actually quite a few differences between the movie and the book, and I can see how they made some of the changes, but mm-hmm. I'll get to that a little bit later. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um... I like the glimpses and stuff of the. Uh, I like the society they constructed. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, it wasn't Lord of the Flies. It, it wasn't Lord of the Flies. <laughs> it. Um, you know they. They divvied it up. They had. Their equivalent of you know of the guild leaders there. Uh, who weren't that much older than anybody else. They just either uh, had a a liking and a natural ability in a given area, and so they rose to the top position there. I I like the descriptions of the cook and how he he treated the guys. Uh, And just their division of of labor, right, right down to their medics. I mean... They, they, the mid jacks. You know, call in the mid jacks, you know, and it's two guys the same age as everybody else, and one of them on the younger side, and mm-hmm. and they don't know that much more than anybody else knows. But they're better at it. But they're better at it than anybody else is. So they're the experts, you know. And so you have a bunch of people who are experts only because they're a little better than everybody else in whatever the field is. And it's not like there's a bunch of library books sitting around. There is books mentioned in one chapter in like there's a, in the sanctuary or whatever. There's one room with moldy books that that it's a throwaway line. But I I, I felt like there should have been some kid reading these books. We don't know if there's anything useful in those books. Right. They could just be the Cyclopedia Britannica or dictionaries. Yeah. That are 75 years old or whatever, yeah. you know. But there is, we, we do get one sentence in one chapter about books. That's true. Yeah, they potentially could have been full of knowledge. Like, my my parents have these really old books called the Foxfire books. Those are old, oh, yes. right? And, I own three and, and, and they're full of, like, like hints and it's tips for life. Yeah. yeah, like, this is how you build a fire. This is how you set up a tent. Yeah. Like, it could have been a situation like that. And, like, the right. name Foxfire This is, this is sound like how you like make a... Willow branch and rattan seated yeah. chair. Yeah, yeah, you know. Like but but also or a butter churn. You have to remember, at least by the time we get to the end, we know that these kids are smarter yeah. than average, and and while they don't get their regular memories, at least we know Thomas and everybody else, they have memories of certain things. Yeah, how to do things or what that is, you know. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Anyway. That was Dave. Uh, I didn't like this book. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have very. 
I don't have a very high opinion of this book. The only the only good thing I liked about it was it was easy to read. Okay, <laughs> go it. on. That's something. <laughs> That's it. Maybe I'm let you go before me. Okay. <laughs> I picked this book. Okay, oh, go on. <laughs> In that case, there were some scenes that I thought were, you know, decently written. Like I think the one scene that I actually liked, like that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is potential to be, you know, really great thing is um the scene where they banish the one kid. Oh my god. I I, I did think oh. that was uh, a good uh, Ben. Ben, the one who tried to kill Thomas. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah, so it's like I did like that scene because it was that was well done. It was vivid. You could Because it. it was and you at that point you still don't know much about the change and you don't know much about what's going on. Yeah. And so you're sitting there just like Thomas, like, wow, this is really intense. Like, why is this guy being banished? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, obviously he's being banished because he tried to kill Thomas. But I mean, why did he try to do that? Why does it change, you know, so many questions, you know, kind of thing come to mind. But I did think that was a really good scene, was that banishment scene. And, yeah, that was pretty much my favorite. Well, there for me. There were, like I said, a lot of differences between the book and the movie. And I saw the movie first, and I really enjoyed the movie. Um, so overall, I still enjoyed the story. Because I did. I liked the idea of, of... First of all, I like puzzles. I like trying to solve puzzles. Yeah. So the idea of trying to solve a maze... I have always wanted to go through an actual maze. Okay? Me too. I've yeah. always that. wanted to... There's a reason Labyrinth is one of my favorite childhood movies, Okay? <laughs> I've always wanted to go through a crazy wild maze, you know? I mean, you know, even if there's a Minotaur or a few, you know, or a few Grievers in it, I, I think it would be really cool to try to solve a maze, okay? And I know, I know, there's the basic idea of, you know, running your hand along the wall thing, but that doesn't work any in this one because the walls change. So yeah. it's like, awesome, <coughs> so now you don't have a trick to get out of it, you know? You can't, I, I always want to go through a hedge maze, you know, any, mm-hmm. any maze. I liked maze puzzle things as a kid. Um, and timing, how fast I could do them, and stuff like that, you know. But I like puzzles, and I like, I like a mental challenge. Um, so, and I like, like Wayne said, um, he's my dad, so half the time I refer to him as dad. But anyway, like Wayne said, um, <laughs> like my father, before like me. my dad said. Um, <laughs> I also liked, I also liked the structure of the society, and I felt like because maybe because I've read other books where. You know, people are stranded, or people are, you know, you've got secluded you people. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> I'm, I actually haven't read Lord of the Flies. I oh, only know part of the story. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, but I know how it ends. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know how it ends. So Let's part of me is like, I don't yeah. really want to, you know, because I know how it ends. I don't know how it ends. And though. so I cheated in high school. My freshman year, I wrote one book report on Lord of the Flies. And then kept turning it in. Oh yeah, the teacher. All my other teachers. So my freshman year, I got an A plus on Lord of the Flies. Sophomore year, I got like a B. And by the time my <laughs> senior year rolls around, like that was a solid like C minus. <laughs> <paper. laughs> so judging you based but on. But and I'm not and I'm not talking about just Lord of the Flies. I mean, I'm t- you know people who are stranded on the island. People, I've I've read stories, some of them short stories, some of them books. I've seen movies, and and. Nine times out of ten, things fall apart, or there's that one character who's destroying it for everyone else. And although Gatley was a little bit, like he ended up running off and disappearing, you know. And and yes, we come in it 
on the end where they're trying to force the kid's hand and make them solve the maze and make them find a way out. But you have to understand they've been here for a long time and look at what they accomplished. And the fact that they they aren't at each other's throats and they yeah. you know, they're it's not all anarchy. They have worked together. And and let's face it, it's a bunch of guys and that's a lot of testosterone and I've seen guys butt heads, okay? I'm just saying. True. Yeah. Okay? And yet here they are, they have worked together, they have maintained order, they have made it work. They are surviving. And part of you can understand, at least me, part of me can understand a little bit why Albie didn't want to leave. Especially since he remembered things were bad. He remembered the flare and nobody else did. Yeah. This horrible disease that's just destroyed <clears throat> the world. Okay? So he remembers that. I think part of you can understand why he didn't want to leave. Yeah. And part of you wishes that his sacrifice there at the end would have been enough and yet that battle was amazing um there was no telepathy in the movie so I thought that telepathy was weird in the book and the girl was not in a coma at all in the movie so that was yeah totally different so I was like when's she gonna wake up what's up with this when's Teresa gonna wake up this is lame she's still asleep what the heck (laughs) I'm just like reading the book going why is she still in a coma? It's been days. What is up with that? You know, so it was so weird. And there was this scene that I absolutely loved in the movie where it's she she passes out for like an hour or two. Okay, so she just passes out, lose a little consciousness. And actually, the first thing she says is Thomas. She says Thomas when she first arrives mm-hmm. um, in the movie. And so they're like, she knows Thomas. But Thomas doesn't know her. You know, he doesn't remember her. And there's no there's no telepathy. But, like, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is right after she's woken up, and she's, like, grabbed a kitchen knife and, like, run up on, like, the watchtower area and won't let anybody come near her. She's flipping the heck out. And all these guys are like, what do we do? This girl's crazy. Like, it's this <laughs> awesome scene in the movie. And I'm like, that wasn't in the book. I liked that scene. <laughs> you know? They're trying to figure out what to do with this psycho chick who's, like, fast and, and strong and totally, like, get away from me. You know? Like, it was fun. But, um... Like I said, I like the idea of it, and and reading the book, I got so irritated with Thomas, like constantly. Like, oh my gosh. That's a negative aspect. We're not there. Yet. I know, but I'm just I'm just gonna start off the negatives, okay? I'm just gonna start the negatives. That's good because I gotta go next. <laughs> I got really irritated with Thomas um, because maybe because in the book in the movie he wasn't quite so like. Eh, I never eh, watched eh. the movie, but in yeah. I saw the trailers. I decided to skip the movie. It didn't appeal to me. But I got on the red box, yeah. yeah. You always take a chance. The trailers, they got, you know, this handsome young guy. You know. Yeah. He looked 20, 22, something mm-hmm. like that. In the movie. And he's an awkward teen in the book, like 16. Mm-hmm. And I kept, like, every once in a while, I'd think back to what I remember from the trailer and go, that's not the best casting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I would have preferred more of an awkward, like, lengthy, young... Yeah. But I, I don't know. Um, as far as negatives, and, and I'm sure everybody has a lot, so that's okay, but I got really irritated with all of Thomas's, like... I don't know, the way he reacted to things. The way, what he thought about things. Like, half the time I was like, that doesn't seem... Like, I wouldn't see him reacting. Like, I'm like, why did you make him dislike them so much why did you make him so anti like he should have more questions he should be a little bit more you know 
willing to go along with them. It's obviously yeah. not their fault he's here. Why is he being such an ass? You know? <laughs> like, seriously. Um, so I got irritated with him and with the writing, which was not excellent. I liked the idea of the story, and I, I, liked, I liked the idea of it. It did. You know, the, the setting and stuff. And some yeah. of the things were really interesting. But like in the movie, there was no... The griever serum, the grief serum. Mm-hmm. Thomas showed up with two vials in his pocket that said "wicked," and a memory of some woman's voice saying "wicked is good." <coughs> and when Albie gets stung, they all expect Albie to die and that they're going to have to throw him out because there was never a cure in the movie. Huh. And, it, and he remembers that vial and injects Albie, and Albie's fine. And then later, when he has to inject, he has to get stung himself for memories. He has one more vial for him. But there was no griefer here. I'm like, this is a kind of a big thing. It's that they should have had in the movie, in my opinion. But yeah. anyway, you know, but some of the changes I could see, like trying to do telepathy in movie, can be made up cheesy. It's never really done very well. But um, yeah, go ahead, Mimi. What didn't you like about this book? Can I just put the book I really, up? I really, <laughs> I, really wanted, I really wanted to like the book. I did too. More yeah, than I did. I, I the, really did. Because like you said, I liked the concept of it. Yeah. I, I was like, this is this is going to be a pretty cool concept to deal with. But it wasn't well written. my problem, and I'm not going to name everything because I'm sure all of you guys will have similar grievances to this, but <laughs> the main problem besides writing for me was the fact that Almost nearly every character annoyed the hell out of me in some way or another. Like, okay, so when I read a, a series, like a book series, I know it's going to be three or four more books, but like like the Harry Potter series or any book that's got multiple stories to it, I know I'm not going to get every question answered. I know that. I get it. You don't want every question answered in the first book. Right. So you can keep going to the next one. You've got to have a reason to keep reading it, you know? I get that you're not going to have everything answered and everything's going to be fine because you need something to drive the story. What bothered me was is that because to me, I feel like each story should have at least some sense of accomplishment, some sense of, okay, this part of the adventure is over and we did we got through it. Now on to the next page of this adventure kind of thing. You know, that's how I felt with all the Harry Potter books. Yes, they're going to go... I knew there was more to the story. I knew not every story was its own adventure. You know, like, not, you know, kind of thing. But at the end of each book, I felt, okay, great. You know, well done. Let's go to the next one kind of thing, you know. Whereas this one, I have more questions than answers. And I'm not quite... Like, way more questions than I feel like I should have. Yeah. You know, and anytime Thomas asked a question, and it'd be a perfectly viable question. You're like, yes, if I was there, I would ask the same exact question. And they wouldn't answer. They wouldn't answer. They'd be like, oh, what a stupid question. And like, well, <laughs> I knew. Are you <laughs> trying to teach us not to ask questions? I know, that right? Point? It's like, oh, what a clunk thing to ask. It's like, um. Oh, Shut your face, green bean. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, um, okay, I'm new here. I need to know some answers if you want me to try to help you through this maze. I'm here just like the rest of you guys are, you know, kind of thing. It's like, that bothered me to no end. Anytime he would ask a question, they would either give him a half answer or they wouldn't answer him at all. Like, how dare you ask a stupid question like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, to me, annoyed me every time someone would say that or not answer him. And to the point where it's like, I'm almost like... You probably don't know, do you? Like, none of you guys have any answers. Why don't you just say, I don't know? Or when he would say, why don't we try doing this? Oh, you think we haven't tried that? He goes, 
It's like, well, he doesn't know. He, he just yeah. got there. He's assuming, he's asking just in case, you know, on the off chance you guys didn't think to do this. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you are kind of stupid, just, you know. So that, that's what really bothered me about this, is the fact that by the end of it, there are, I feel, ten times more questions than I feel okay having by the end of the first book. And you know what? <laughs> the more I think about this, the ending is very rem- reminiscent of a zombie ending. Mm-hmm. Every zombie apocalypse film ends one of two ways. Either they all die, or the government comes in and saves them. Yeah. That's the only way to end a zombie story. <laughs> well, as it turns out, at least... The, the flare kind of is a bit of a zombie, zombie thing, thing. Yeah. which you get into in the second movie at least I'm and assuming the second book yeah. again but the ending of the, the, this book they don't get it like you don't realize until the second movie anything about like the flare it's not mentioned any, in the know, first yeah. movie that I remember right. and yeah you don't realize that they tricked the kids like you know in the epilogue which that <laughs> freaking well you know yeah but yeah, yeah. that's I'm gonna let you guys remember. that was my main one the fact that all these questions that I felt some of them should have been answered at least halfway through the book mm-hmm. even if you didn't want to admit everything that you knew or didn't know okay I got it you gotta give me a reason to keep reading I get it but well that and I just felt like some parts just went on really too long but yeah. <sighs> Okay, Brandon. <laughs> okay, first and foremost, uh, I wish I'd written everything down, but the the language in the book, the, ah. the fictional language, it reminded me a lot of Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller from the mm-hmm. 80s with the games. Like, yeah, yeah. The games have their own language. Do you shiv? Man, I shiv. Yeah, you shiv. Like, they have this old, this weird language yeah. that only the gang members freaking right. know. So, like, the whole, um, you eventually get into it, the clunk, the shank, the... Eventually. They just did that because they didn't want any bad words But the, the thing is, is that there's a couple That's times it. in the book that says shithead. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if you're going to say shithead, why not say shit? Like, or what don't say it at all and say clunkhead. Clunkhead. Okay, or either like stick to it or don't, but the right be consistent. The, the writing wasn't right. even, sorry. Yeah, the, the writing, writing was not consistent. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Also, like, Thomas, like, the whole time, the first, as I'm reading the book... The whole time I'm sitting there going, climb the wall, climb the bloody wall, climb the bloody wall, yeah. and he only climbs up halfway. The one night he gets, gets stuck. But also, like if I can see the book real quick, this is what was driving me crazy. Um, in the book, they describe several times, and again, I was listening audio, so I didn't have the visual mm-hmm. reference of what the spikes were, the slots were. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. But I'm sitting there. You can climb that. Mm-hmm. Like you can get the walls are 100 feet. We're told that several times. Yes. You can get to the top using these these yeah. slots. Yeah. Like I'm sitting there, like, climb to the top, climb to the bloody freaking top. You can sit there on the wall and map everything out. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was driving me crazy. Like you know. I remember you talking about that the other day. I remember thinking of the 13 year old kid watching Labyrinth like climb the wall. <laughs> that was like my exact thought. Climb the wall. Climb the wall. Oh, look. <laughs> No. So it's just funny that you mentioned that the other day. <laughs> yeah, climb the climb the bloody wall. Um, and that's why I do an Ocarina of time. You climb the wall. Yeah. Climb the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, work for Link. Yeah. Uh, so like the, the, that problem that was a big problem for me. Um, it, it, there was an easy solution in front of, and I get it. Like there's the one kid who got cut in half because he went in the, and we don't know. Somebody might have been cut in half climbing the wall. 
Right. But it's they never. They said they tried it. They did say they, they tried they it. They said they tried it, but they never implied what went wrong. They never, and even Thomas right. said, he doesn't say it, but it's basically implied. Have you ever tried climbing the wall from this side when they get locked in? Because okay. he's able to climb it on the one side when he gets right. in. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, like that bothered me a lot. Um, the. Uh, my big problem is uh, Chuck or Charles. Chuck. 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 Um, great character. We we fell in love He's with this. the human. I love Chuck. I love Chuck. But the second Chuck dies, I am taken right out of the book because it was a dick move by the author. Because it, 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 he gave us this character intentionally to kill him off at the end for an emotional response out of a reader. It's a dick move, and I know it's a dick move because I did it in my Western. <laughs> I did the exact same thing in my novel. It it's like this. Has everybody seen The Hunger Games? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't it's, plan on it. It's like when Prim dies at the very end. Yeah. This one character who's been who's been pure and, and the one character that you love most because she's the one that the Katniss has been protecting this whole time, mm-hmm. and at the end she gets killed. Yeah. And because... Because she's been pure and protected the whole time, you almost see it coming. Mm-hmm. But it still, it still sucks. Yeah. But that's a much better written series. And they also like on um, going back to <laughs> huge differences. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> going back to Lord of the Flies, <laughs> hundred feet of differences. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but like going back to Lord of the Flies, there's a character that's similar to uh, Chuck in Lord of the Flies, Piggy. Oh, Piggy is his head crushed. Yeah. Um, glasses. Every that. time Piggy gets messed up, part of his glasses get cracked or broken. Yeah. It is literally Piggy's glasses in Lord of the Flies represent the loss of humanity in Lord of the Flies. As they get more damage, things get crazy and crazy. So there's foreshadowing going on with Piggy, whereas in this book with with Chuck Charles. Chuck. Chuck. It, it's a dick move that the author just gives right at the yeah. end. And Chuck had, by the way, just been the hero. Yeah. yeah. They would not have figured it out. They were so focused on the codes, they never would have seen the button. The, 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 the giant red button that right? they didn't see. Yeah. Which, by the way, which, I had fun with that. Which probably back. only opened up once uh, she punched and everything else. But she's focused here and the button's down there. Mm-hmm. And he's focused on the Grievers. Yeah. And Chuck sees. What well, about that button? Yeah. Big red button. Push the button. Push the button. It's down here underneath the It's console. always a red button. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> push button to kill maze. Gee, why did we see that? We should have had him pushing those stinking codes. Which is that, that <laughs> part. Except that I'm assuming that the codes actually yeah. uncovered the yeah, buttons. Yeah. We're not told that, but, but yeah, it, you can you assume. You have to assume, because otherwise... That's just dumb. Was the point of codes? Uh, yeah, honestly, um, that scene bothered me because like, oh, button, and he just stare at it, and I'm like, push a button, push, 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 push a button, button. Yeah. just push a button. The cleavers are poking me in the back. Wake up, you focus. Have, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> push the button. Either you die or you die. Those are your options <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. stop staring. So it's like that's one of my big problems, and I get that because we're giving the up a lot. Uh, Chuck's death might have been a distraction. Mm-hmm. Like the the wicked is set up. Like we're going to kill this kid to distract them from the well, fact they were try- aiming at Thomas. Though they were Thomas. Yeah, yeah. But I get the idea that Thomas' death might have been originally a distraction. But mm-hmm. we're given that oh the, the kids are going to sit here and think about their losses, 
and not have time to think about it before the trials start in the next book. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like it, it's just catalyst for the second book. Right. When a major player dies, it, it should be like we we should be dealing with that in this book. Yeah. And like I said, it was, it's a total dick move. Like the author, it took me completely out of the book because the it author didn't did have it. to happen. Yeah. It didn't have to happen for them to move on. Yeah, what was it? Wasn't the, necessary. There really wasn't a point. What was the character who threw the knife? Yeah. Galley. Galley. Yeah. Galley's only. Existed. We hated Galley the whole time. I expected by the end of the book, formulae. I expected Galley to come around. Yeah. But he only exists to be an asshole. Yeah, but you kind of get the feeling that like you know, he's like controlling. He was fighting him. it at the he end. They were at controlling the end. him. They were yeah. controlling him. And that is the one thing I was like, okay, he's not that bad of a character. But mm-hmm. still, I just felt like, yeah. oh, surprise, I'm back again, and I'm being forced to do this. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, that was a bit of a rushed thing there, but okay, let's go with that. Yeah. So it's like it seemed to me like there were simple solutions. It also seemed like the, the, going back to things that I did like, though, I did like new. Yeah, I like Newt. Oh, I like the actor who played Newt in the movie too. Newt, British guy. British guy. Yeah, I forget the actor. He's been in a lot of stuff lately. I was. Uh, oh, the British guy. I know. Yeah, yeah you know that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's only British like, teenager. <laughs> there's only like two British actors. No, um, if I remember correctly, he played Peter Pan in the Once Upon a Time series. Oh, I don't. Oh, we haven't gotten that far. Yes, we have. It's like we got to first episode. Oh, season three. He's been in a couple other things too. You'll recognize him. Like he's yeah. he's a good. Character. In the audio version of the book, um, uh, Newt isn't has an Irish accent. Oh yeah. So I good that. Yeah, good that. Good that. You know, so it's like that. Newt. Newt. Is that why I keep seeing that? Like in the group chat. Good that. <laughs> yeah. You said it a couple times now. Well, no, that's a recurring <laughs> phrase. It is a recurring phrase. Well, yeah, it. but I had read that in the first week after the last book club, and I'd forgotten that was <laughs> such a yeah. big thing. Like it was, that was yeah. A, like, yeah, okay, good, good to go or whatever. Good that. Part of their slang talk. But yeah, th- those were my big issues. Good. I mean, aside from the writing. Uh, the, the survivalist in me would have appreciated a hell of a lot more attempts at trying to like escape by other means than going through the maze. Like, like they, they yeah. we're led to believe that they've been you know exploring the maze for so long, and and eventually you can only do so much in what like twenty four hours, right? Like, they're not they're not making a hell of a lot of progress. Right. I would have tried to climb the wall from different angles. I would have tried to like dig around the tunnel, try to figure out if I could like break into it and then go like down to wherever it is the people and supplies are coming from. Like I would have tried to do more than just do whatever it is the creators want you to do, which is run through the maze and maybe you die. <laughs> like yeah. I would have tried to do more than just do what they tell me to do. But I have problems with authority figures, so maybe these characters are fine with that. Yeah. Oh God! The, the, there was more question like water was being pumped in, like yeah. electricity's being. Why aren't you like ripping out? The, like you got yeah. a team of builders. Why aren't you ripping out walls? Seriously, to right. follow the plumbing. And like I, yeah. oh God, I get it that you can't, you know, do too much because there are grievers and they only come out at night. But that's at least like twelve hours of work you can do. They always come out at night. Yeah. They yeah. don't only come out at night. Ah, true, true. Mm-hmm. There we go. They just always come out. Yeah. At night. Sometimes they show up in the daytime. Sometimes yeah, they show up in the daytime. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that they were just super conveniently okay with how things were. I don't know. It's nice that they Maybe were building a society to try to survive. Yeah, well, we have to remember Thomas is coming in at the end of this. They've been doing this for years. We don't get to know because he didn't get to answer. You know? <laughs> anyway, how many of those things they did try at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and maybe they've just accepted that there's no way out except the maze. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like we, but as, I, understand, we, I understand. We as readers should be given more of a justification for why they're not trying. Like, like if they're, if they're if they're you know stuck in their ways and that's just how things are. I I don't know. Like the, make me convinced that that's the right thing to do. There's a yeah. simple solution to this. A simple scene is when he's in the graveyard. If new or Ab or it, it just said. This kid died doing this. This kid uh, died doing that. If this, if he had just said, yeah. "This is why we stay," then we yeah. would have had a simple yeah. like, "This is why they're this doing." This guy died climbing the yeah. wall. Yeah, that, that, that would set up like a domino situation where all yeah. of a sudden all of these potentialities for escape yeah. are just knocked over one after the other, yeah. and there you go. Now we have this reason to keep exploring the damn maze. Found <laughs> a pipe and died trying to escape the pipe. Yeah, yeah, whatever you know. This yeah. guy crawled through the the poop tunnel. You know, yeah, yeah. He pulled a Shawshank, and yeah. it was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I wish they—he just needed to yeah. give us one scene yeah. like that, and the whole world we you could buy into. Yeah, a little better, yeah. Yeah, yeah but but my my whole thing is like I'm, I'm I don't know I'm I'm always thinking about like what if a zombie apocalypse happened? What would I do? Like how would I survive? And I'm always going through scenario A, B, C, like and. <laughs> and there just wasn't like a whole lot of that that I could see from my perspective. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just seemed like they were okay with, with how things were. I didn't like that. But overall, I like the concept of the book. I thought conceptually yeah. it was a really, really cool situation. And I'm actually really curious. Is this one of those rare examples where the movie is potentially better than the book? That's what it seems. A little bit. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Which is always kind of a shame. Yeah. I'm always saying the book is always better. Oh, wait. Yeah. This one. A little bit. And maybe yeah. this one. <laughs> maybe this one. Yeah. I mean, Apparently... I pick movies that I like, and then the books suck. So I'm sorry. Business <laughs> number two. two. Listen, I got all Bonnie suggestions. I'm kidding. All my suggestions based on movies. Based okay. on movies. Okay. So the There's that space dentist book. I'm still looking at that one. <laughs> that, that was good. That was awesome. Uh, it's Piers Anthony. He stands up. Okay. It's in the, this guy uh, I'd never heard of. Piers Anthony. I don't know movie. how this book made it to the number one bestseller so, list. That's what I heard. Like no I, I heard a little bit of that, like that Barnes and Noble did like a best new reader or best new authors of such and such year, mm-hmm. uh, like campaign kind of thing, and they and they and they picked it to be like an example of this. So oh, yeah. I, I think they probably put that New York Times bestseller, hoping that people will buy the book. <laughs> well, it's like the the language was very repetitive. You know, like not just the slang, but they kept describing everything smelled of mold. You know, that every time they stepped into a building, the, yeah. you know. I think Wayne wants to get his suggestion. Oh, yeah, sorry, Wayne. Oh, that's okay. I said it. I don't know why this book made the New York Times bestseller list. The writing stunk. Okay, there. But you guys already said that, so that, that was superfluous. Uh, no. That's the most animated I've ever seen. <laughs> no. That kind of scared me. <laughs> backing away like, okay. Uh. I mean, I, I have studied children's literature in college. Uh, I make it a point 
when I find a Newbery Award winner to read it. And Newbery Award winners are books that are written for young people about the same age as this book is written. And any Newbery Award winner that I have read, the writing is far superior to this. The writing in this, there's some, there were a few scenes that were well written, and it just it seems inconsistent throughout the book. And the whole time I'm reading, I go, "How did this make it to the New York Times bestseller list?" Wait, is this a Newbery winner? No, no, oh, it isn't. Okay. Okay, I was going to say, thank you. No, because you stopped reading them altogether. <laughs> if that was the case. <laughs> no, it, it's just you know, uh, I, I will, I will pick a book to read that I haven't read because it's a Newbery Award winner, and. Some I like better than others, but I'm never disappointed with the writing. You know, and this one, you know, I, I sit here and go, okay, New York Times bestseller list has the education level in the United States diminished so much that this is the norm and that's what makes the New York Times bestseller list. If that's the case, that's pretty scary. I'm I'm wondering if the movie didn't put it on the list. I'm wondering if when the movie came out, you always see a bump of of sales. That's what I'm thinking. That's the only thing I can justify. That's the whole reason I bought Memoirs of a Geisha, the book. I loved the book, but I saw trailers for the movie, and I was like, huh, maybe I should read this book. I liked the movie. Was it good? The movie was good. I read the book. I don't care to see it. The movie will make you cry. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. a very powerful film. Yeah. It probably wouldn't make me cry. I think that's because you don't cry. Because you have no heart. Unless it's about cats. Yeah. If a cat died, I'd cry. Dave's the our resident. I think I think part of it is actually something you touched on, Dave. It's like you mentioned how it was like a quick read. It's kind of easy to read. I think I think easy. It's sort of it's sort of buzzy. It, it hits on a lot of the the YA bestseller things, like young plucky protagonist like does things his own way and like dystopian helps everybody yeah, it's, by it's, breaking all the rules. It basically hits all the points that you usually have in this kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, you know. So by and all they are currently popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But trials that kids have to go through. On yeah. the other hand. When I see the, you know, the tag on a book, New York Times bestseller, I'm expecting a certain level yeah. and a certain quality yeah. to the writing in, of the book. Exactly. If you see a book that doesn't have on that and it sucks, like, okay, well, I can see why this never made the list. You yeah, know? Especially yeah. when it costs you $9. Well, yeah. <laughs> I bought a book at the Dollar Tree. Okay, it was an author's first book. She's from like Norway. It was an amazing book. I just read it recently since I read the Maze Runner, or no, before I started because I only started Maze Runner like earlier this week. Um, <laughs> fast read. Um, and you know, and it didn't have any awards on it or anything, but it was a delightful, delightful yeah. children's story. Absolutely delightful. I actually, actually had seen it and thought it looked interesting and bought it. Forgot I bought it, and like three three weeks later, saw it, thought it was interesting, and bought it because there's a dollar at the Dollar Tree. So I have two copies. You give one to my niece because she's right at that age. But uh, I'm not giving her a Maze Runner. <laughs> 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 I 
I love my niece. <laughs> Something that just occurred to me, specifically regarding the title of New York Times bestseller, is like realistically, it doesn't necessarily mean best written, right? It just means best, best seller. Sold. And, and yeah. what what is it yeah. that makes something sell well? The marketing campaign, marketing. right? So this guy had a great publicist, but yeah. not like, a very good editor. This is a New York Times <laughs> best seller simply because a lot of people bought it. It doesn't necessarily mean that they all enjoyed it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Got a point there. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. So we we bought it. We, we didn't, didn't enjoy it. it. <laughs> it's all in title. Can you take our purchases off the list? We don't want to count in the <laughs> no, no, right? make people yeah. want to buy yeah. it here. Let's not contribute to the problem here. Dave, <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to... Um, you guys said a bunch of stuff that I already said or was thinking, but um, one thing that, I, that really hurt me was it seemed like they tried to make each chapter very dramatic when it really wasn't in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you guys? No, no, and like all was a, all, each chapter was a little bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's like, I, mean, it's like, like, I can't wait to take the page and find out what happened. I know. I mean, it, it wasn't really like that with me. No, but I mean, that's what's trying to yeah, make you do. It, it, yeah, it's a, it, it just yeah. was not dramatic to me at all. I'm like, man, this oh, is oh no, this a cleaver in chapter. Who cares? And it peeked around the corner. They got, a, they, got a, they got a basement full of weapons. Just kick its ass. <laughs> no, I'm was. sorry, your average teenager with a with a basement full of weapons, they're going to be want to be armed to the teeth. <laughs> yeah, for real. Because yeah. I remember when I was a teenager carrying a knife or yeah. wanting swords that I saw after watching Highlander on TV and stuff. <laughs> I'm going, I want one of those. I want one of those. Or I'm going to make a bad. Or someone's going to carry a farm tool thinking, okay, grievers are bad and they're going to try to attack you. Okay, I want to be armed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I still do that. I still go to like, like Comic Con and just lust over the <laughs> replica <laughs> samurai swords, yeah. right? all that stuff. They're going to be one. Do I have arm. a practical use for it? No, no it but just looks cool. So I want to. I want a replica master sword. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and I want the Hylian shield to go with it. And okay. it better yeah, be really a practical use for swords. <laughs> <laughs> and what I thought was what I thought was silly is they they've been checking out the maze for a couple years and they still don't have a solution and then finally when Thomas comes in they realize it's there is no solution there is no solution but but, but he figures out there's an exit I just thought that was lame well he is the chosen one I will say a lot of convenient factors are in this book yes okay Thomas comes and they conveniently do this they conveniently have telepathy him and Jesus that was was like, oh, okay, oh, sure. That took me out of the book. The telepathy actually didn't bother me. That took me out of the book. Uh, I'm like, how the convenient. Thing but it wasn't was in the movie, so I was like, what's this? Well, at least it, they did something right with the movie by not putting it in there. That, I'm, just, I'm yeah. sorry, that was the point where I got taken out of the book because it's like, oh, really? The la- the girl comes in, the last to come, and she happens to be able to communicate with Thomas telepathy. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, there, there's that moment. In, in the first Christopher Reeve Superman movie. I don't care. Right. <laughs> there's a moment where Superman and Lois Lane are fl- flying. It's very romantic. And Lois is like, he's a god. Can no. you read oh my mind? That long. Yeah, that speech. So we're looking at your head. Yeah. Oh. Can you read my mind? Can you can you hear what I'm thinking? You know, like the the that ver- I we don't know if the movie Superman did have telepathy because they gave him powers he didn't have in the comics. Throwing the shield oh, off his chest. The whole Donner, like that was a weird one. I actually like that scene. Okay, whatever. <laughs> cool, but, yeah. uh, but it's like the, the telepathy reminded me of that scene. 
Yeah, I thought that part was lame. Um, we used to be <laughs> lovers, maybe. You know, there was a little bit of that. <laughs> Chuck getting killed. They also don't know if they're brother and sister, too, which is kind of creepy. Yeah, if you don't know your history, <laughs> she's like, were we lovers? You could be brother and sister. Let's hold on. Let's hold on, Luke. Okay, come on. Chuck didn't, I mean, his death didn't bother me. I just went, whatever. And then when... Because you have no heart. He wasn't a cat. It's okay. And then when they got rescued, I thought, I'm like, man, that's kind of dumb. After all the work they did, they get rescued at the very end by somebody else. And how they got rescued, right? The rescuers showed up right when they were... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I was, that was way too convenient. The, yeah. I forgot to add one part. The one part that I actually did like was the old lady getting ran over by the boss as they left. <laughs> Again, very zombie film. Very zombie Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, but it also reminded me like of... Uh, as I was reading this book, I'm going, is this going to be like a, a Hunger Game clone? Mm-hmm. It would like to be. It is not. But does it seem like it? Like oh, yeah, it was, it was trying to be a Hunger huge. Game clone, and they're trying mm-hmm. to like ride their coattails to make some money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Actually, what are the like? Is this published after Hunger Games? I have no idea. I don't know, but well, it, the, the trademark should be on the, uh, in the book because every once in a while we'll read, we'll you know come across a book that is so startling. I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that, book, that I got I killed think. in chapter forty six. Because it said, who did they get? And they said, they Dave, got Dave. I thought about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you have to kill me. Thanks. Yeah. Dave's not here. Yeah. Um, I just thought the, the movie was... I thought the, the, the movie slash book is a big overhype to try to make money. And I... I mean, I, the only thing I liked about it was it was a quick, enjoyable read. Yeah. It was easy to read. It yeah, was yeah, easy. yeah, we'll take that back. It was... Easy. easy to read. Yeah, okay. it wasn't like you needed a lot of brain I mean, power. I, brain. I don't dislike it, but I don't like it. I kind of have like a neutral fall asleep while they're reading it. Oh my gosh! Fall asleep while reading it. Okay, granted, Justin usually reads our our. He couldn't be here tonight. He wasn't feeling well. Um, that's my husband. He, he usually Justin. reads our uh, our book club books. In, you know, in the evening, and I in bed with his lamp, you know, he's reading it. But even sitting up, he'd be reading for five minutes, and he'd be asleep. This book put my husband to sleep. It is not that exciting. He was constantly falling asleep. Only okay, so constantly. The copyright is 2019. The, the, the text is 2009. 2009, sorry. Um, the first Hunger Games book came out in 2008. Oh, so potentially. potentially. Oh, yeah, so it's like the first one comes out in 08, then we get the Maze Runner in 09. I finished the book in like a little over a week, not because it was a good book, because somebody else needed to read it after me. That is the only <laughs> reason why I made it through that quickly, because I was like, i got to give this to this person to read. You're just like, oh, God, i got to get through this. <laughs> and it was painful. And it was like the worst torture. And she didn't movie. warn me when she handed it to me. No, she didn't. Feel my so pain. Sorry. Feel my pain. <laughs> Take it. So much. You know what this reminded me a lot of, and it, it felt like I was trying to be nice. It felt like a Twilight Zone episode that went on way too long, and it didn't have Rod Sterling. Like it just here's an example because there was a sentence earlier on that I didn't highlight and felt I should have, but I didn't. And it was one of those sentences where literally while I'm reading it, my brain flipped. A few words to make the sentence better, <laughs> and then I went, "Wait," because I got interrupted and I was going back to find the sentence, you know. And I was like, "What? Oh, I read it that way." Well, yeah, because it sounds better that way, you know. <laughs> Editing as you're eating, like literally, my brain making those words. It didn't change the meaning; it kept the same meaning in the sentence, but 
<laughs> placement of the words was better the way I read it. Out of self-preservation. Yes. <laughs> this sentence here. Okay, this is one example. The icy fear and panic Thomas had experienced so often in the last few days swept over him once again in full force. There are so many better ways to write that sentence. I'm love, sorry. I love how First of all, can you describe it differently? Since obviously you've said it again and again. Once again. <laughs> Second, once again. Once again in full force. Really? Could you just say that he felt like, like I had just read a Dean Koontz novel. Oh. I had just read one of the odd Thomas novels. And Dean Koontz <laughs> is a poet. His prose is poetry. He will describe something so vividly and just with metaphors this guy doesn't know how to use a single metaphor he never once uses a metaphor in this entire book mm-hmm. or a simile for that matter well not a few similes but no metaphors like no no picture painted it's so by the way I love how the next sentence after that sentence was that was it that was it that yeah, was that was it. It. yeah that was it that was it that was the book that was it that was it that was the book basically alright real quick uh, before we wrap up, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, mind whammy, the yeah, yeah. fact that no one has any memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Weird that. Weird that. <laughs> Brad Meltzer just came out with a novel, already a New York Times bestseller. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to start skipping Uh-oh. those books. Uh, what does that mean? Called House of Mystery. And I was listening to an interview with Brad Meltzer, and he talked about how the use of amnesia is complete and utter bullshit. And he, in his novel, House of Mysteries, main character has amnesia, but she has what's known as emotional amnesia. So she still has all her, kind of her memories intact, but she'll walk into a room, she'll see somebody across the hall, she'll recognize them, but she won't know who that person was to her. She won't know, were we lovers? Did we try to kill each other? Like she has lost complete emotional context. Uh, of the character and I think that is so much more interesting yeah. than the frustration we're given in in this book yeah yeah no I get it I, I mean I did find it interesting like things that they remember and, and here's here's my other question okay by the time we get to the end of the book and we find out that these were all kids who were orphaned and then put in this place to experiment on how do they remember going to a movie theater? Yeah. He remembers going to a movie theater. He remembers they, certain they were, they were. It is stated in there that they were given memories. Yeah, they're given crap memories that aren't even there. <laughs> they're, they're, given, they're given memories of normal, normal growing up. Before. And that's the problem from a literary standpoint of using amnesia. You have to be super selective because if someone doesn't remember literally anything, they're not going to remember English. They're not going to remember names or places. They're not going to know if they're from Canada or Norway. Or like, you have to be so selective with your amnesia. Otherwise, you get someone who like is just a, a, a blob that can then be molded into anything, which might be interesting. Who knows? But just yeah. I don't know. Amnesia is uh, tricky. But it, you know, in there, it's when you find out what the reality of the world is none of their memories were real or none of their memories were current. Like none of their old memories, the few things that they could remember. Of growing up and, you know... He remembered going to the movie theater, but not what movie he saw or who. It's like who Who we went with, you know? And you're like, okay, well, that sucks. Then you realize he never went to a movie theater. He's been a lab rat since he was little. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Orphan, yeah. 
And they were all from young and raised up and trained before they were given their memory wipe and sent to the maze. So... The, the one thing that... What's her name remember? Tara or... Teresa. 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 Wicked is good. No, wicked ain't good. <laughs> I was going to say, do we believe this organization is... is it Because they're still in the thralls of the organization. Do we yeah. believe? Mm-hmm. Do uh, I believe it's good? No, I've seen the second movie. Okay. I don't think it's good at all. There's the whole acronym, wicked. There's, like, second movie. <laughs> there's three books. Oh, God. Like, Maze Runners, Torch Trials, and... The, the kill uh, order. Yeah. yeah. Sports yeah. Trial is currently available you, on HBO. I might watch it after reading. Are you telling me they gave the kill order and they didn't do it sooner? <laughs> <laughs> from, what, yeah, from what I understand, actually, the kill order is a prequel. It's not like the final oh. in the trilogy. I, I think the kill order is the first book, and then another book after that is going to be after the kill order, but before the Maze Runner. Oh my god, there's another one coming. <laughs> That's oh, what I remember uh, reading. Yeah. Well, I do remember re- somebody saying something about you never find out a cure for the... Mm-hmm. Like, we never find a cure for the flare. Yeah. In reading the books. Flare. And I'm like, no, but the disease that they named the, the radiation, flare. yeah. It's cancer. Well, no, it's, no, it literally turns people crazy into, like, zombies. Is basically how it is. Was he trying to make money off the zombie crap? Yeah, the second. Yeah, I would have preferred if if the final act had revealed them being in purgatory. I would have preferred. That would have been a great example of purgatory. Yeah. I would have preferred that over what we're given. Yeah. Although they already did it in Lost, and that sucked. That I was know. a terrible ending for Lost. I, I, I kept thinking that. of Lost as I was reading. I hate this. that. I never watched the end. I thought that was lame when they started doing flashbacks from the future. I went, yeah, I'm done. And I stopped watching it. I don't blame you. I yeah, couldn't you make weird. it through it. Yeah. You know what we could do is have our own flare in that fireplace over there with this book. Well, this is Kate's <laughs> copy. <laughs> <laughs> I spent 10 bucks on it. I'm going to at least keep it for another month before I throw it away. <laughs> a month? <laughs> you, <laughs> could go, you could go trade it at the, the book place. You can trade it at the book place, or there's a website you can sell it for. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Thisbooksucks.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here, you're a teenager. Read this. There's, there's one thing that I'm actually happy about, and... I'm happy that I wasn't the only one to think that this book sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that would have sucked for you if we had all come here. That was amazing. I'm the only one who thinks it sucked. Who are these people? I really wanted to like the book. <laughs> I really I wanted to like movie. it too because I saw I saw the theater in the movie trailer for it and I go, hey, that looks fairly interesting. I might go watch the that. Idea was interesting. Yeah, it, did look, it looked it did look fairly interesting, and then I had great hopes for to that this book was going to be good, but no, <laughs> it's it's. One of the rare instances where the movie is probably going to be better than yeah, the book. One change that they made in the movie. Oh, no way. One change that they that they made at the end of the movie. Um, when they come in, they don't see the lady alive. They come in and there's a bunch of corpses and there's video, like they run back security tapes of people with guns coming in and. Mm. Okay, and killing them. They're like, well, great. So these people aren't even here anymore. Like, no wonder they they shut everything down and they stopped closing. They left the doors open. Hmm. You know, um, there was no gray sky thing either that I recall. But, oh. um, um, but they did open the, leave the doors open. They stopped closing the doors. Yeah, yeah. But um, but they they so you see that lady and all the people getting shot up. You they see these bodies that have been recently killed. But the bodies at the floor. But um, you know but they don't know when and then like there's 
I don't, I don't remember because it's been a while since I watched it, but then some people come in and save them after they've been kind of looking around and stuff and some people go, like maybe there was a, a video camera set up or something and people go, oh hey, we're going to save you kind of thing and it, you know, so so at least it wasn't like you know what I mean? I thought yeah. that was a little bit better than the whole conveniently, now that you've just come in contact with the creators, now they've been shut up and we have no answers and now you've been rescued, quote unquote, you know yeah. but yeah, so there was like a video of them being attacked and stuff Previously, so you know. Anyway. All right. Um, any closing final thoughts? Uh, okay, so here, here's what you do, Bonnie. There's an episode of The Simpsons mm-hmm. where they parody The Lord of the Flies, <laughs> and just for 30 minutes, you can just get the entire entire you know, plot of great. the book. Sounds great. If you don't want to read Lord of the Flies, which I recommend you do, do anyway. At if some you point, want to I probably will. Point of it, just watch that episode of The Simpsons. You'll yes. be fine. Yes. <laughs> like awesome. when they did uh, the, the Raven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we were talking about the Maze Runner. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. Okay, I guess I would say that I don't. My final thought is don't buy the book. Okay, I'm sorry. That's my opinion. I don't. You feel the need to read it? Check check it out out from from the the library. library. (laughs) Support your local library. (laughs) Local library. They need the help. I don't even care enough to give it like a rating out of ten. Like I I just no, I can't do that. Um, honestly, only book I've ever read by James Dashner. And sorry, dude, but. No, not a bad one. and done. There's too many books out there. Yeah. Not even going to give you a three strikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three strikes. Um, uh, all, I, all I have to say is uh, anyone who, who listens to this podcast, get a hold of the bookies, and I'll give them my book for free. <laughs> <laughs> if you really Seriously, want to. I'll even mail it to you for free as well. <laughs> email us, and the, um, when this comes out, out we'll, we'll get you a copy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll support that. I don't, I don't want this in my book collection. <laughs> he doesn't want it in his house. Read that with me. Anyone I'll, I'll yeah. we'll mail him a copy. No, I don't want it. You're gonna bring that into our house. Yes. <laughs> let let nobody use this as a doorstop. <laughs> let nobody say that we are not justifiably critical of the things that we love. Which is books. Exactly. We don't yeah. love everything we read. Just yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Had more fun reading inside the Third Reich. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna say if, if go back and if you're looking for a good kids book, we did a Wrinkle in Time. Oh, and that Thief was of Always. Go back and better. look at some Harry of Potter, Harry okay? Potter, yeah. Any yeah. other YA book. Just yeah. I'd rather one. read a dictionary. Ghost <laughs> book, uh, Goosebumps book. Yes. Yeah, Goosebumps book. Yeah, better. Yeah. I love those as a kid. one of my favorite Goosebumps books. My favorite was um, uh, Night in Terror Tower. Okay, so it's time to pull from the TARDIS once again. Wings turn. Wings turn. Okay. Wings turn. Okay. Okay. Wings Okay. Wings turn. 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 Okay. Star Wars Legacy, I think it is. Yeah. Legends or something like that. Because yeah, it was expanded universe, but Disney put a lock on that one. Now. Yeah, they're yeah. still printing all the good ones, but oh, it's okay. under a different title. It's under Star Wars Legends. Ah, yeah. And oh, I believe okay. you submit that, Dave. Yeah. Um, Jedi Search, it happens, uh, I don't recall offhand how many years after Return of the Jedi. I'm thinking it's 20 years after Return of the Jedi takes place. 
and Luke Skywalker is trying to gather up uh, students for another Jedi Academy. Oh, nice. Okay. And um, there's still remnants of the stormtroopers present, and of course, there's going to be like little battles between good versus evil, and, and it's a, it's actually a really good story. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so next month, uh, Jedi was it Jedi? Star Wars Jedi Search? Jedi Search. I keep wanting to go to Jedi Academy because I know that's a classic one by Kevin J. Anderson. Jedi Search. Okay, see you guys uh, next month. Bye. 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 So there you have it. That was the Maze Runner. And yes, we are going to be giving away a used copy of the Maze Runner. Uh, please uh, follow our page on Facebook. Um, for details of the giveaway. And, uh, yeah, that was the Maze Runner. Uh, next month, we are going to be reading uh, Jedi Search. This is uh, one of the classic Star Wars novels now in the Legend um, uh, Legends uh, publishing domain. Um, and we're going to be talking all about the history of the novel and the novel itself next month. So, uh, uh, thank you, and uh, please like, subscribe, comment on uh, iTunes. It really does help other people find the podcast if you enjoyed this. Um, and uh, thank you.